the return of the man, the myth, the legend, Cain Velasquez versus Francis Ngannou. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. And by the way, if you want to see where all the podcasts are available, whatever platform you guys enjoy or prefer, just go to the YouTube channel, click on any of the videos. If you look in the description, it shows all the current platforms that you can find the podcast on. So appreciate the support. Velasquez, 14 wins, two losses. Of those 14 wins, 12 by KO, TKO, two by decision. Two losses, one KO, TKO, one sub. Nganu, 12 wins, three losses. Of those 12 wins, 8 by KO, TKO, 4 subs. Of his 3 losses, 3 are all by decision. Currently, Nganu sits as the underdog at plus 135 with Velasquez at minus 155. Those are straight bets. This is a 5-round fight. I repeat, a 5-round fight. Fight goes to a decision, plus 420. Fight doesn't go to a decision, minus 650. Fight is a draw. 90 to 1 or plus 9,000. Velasquez wins inside minus 120. Nganu wins inside plus 130. Nganu wins by decision plus 995. Velasquez wins by decision plus 550. This is intriguing because on paper, stylistically, this is a terrible matchup for Francis. Absolutely horrible. You saw how Stipe took him down and controlled him. If Stipe had put his foot on the gas a teeny tiny bit more, he easily stops Francis. That's the thing about Stipe and that performance like he dominated, but I wasn't totally impressed with it. Yeah, he was the underdog. Most people thought he was going to get knocked out, but I'm saying once the fight actually started, like that domination, you should have finished him. Francis is a fish out of water when it comes to the ground game and that's why a lot of people liked Curtis Blades to beat him and uh Nganu's last fight and we saw that Nganu blasted him out 45 seconds in the first round he has that type of power we've seen Kane finish before Junior Dos Santos and we've seen him lose by sub to Verdum but really the reason he threw himself into that is because he was getting his ass lit up on the feet his cardio was gone which is that's the big joke right sea level cane because previous to that right he was hailed because he was heralded because of his uh stamina go 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 the machine the machine the machine that never stops it looked absolutely atrocious in the verdun fight when you're getting outstruck by verdun and basically you throw yourself into submission in my opinion to get submitted instead of getting knocked out, which I believe was going to happen. There is danger here for Kane in this fight, even though on paper I think most of us would all agree that it's just a bad matchup for Francis when you get put on the ground and you have no idea what you're going to do against a guy that can wrestle like Kane. The problem is, like I said, there's some holes in this cheddar. Right here, when you're looking at Kane, 
some real holes. We already mentioned the losses. We already mentioned that those were striking contests now. I don't consider Verdum a better striker than Francis. Junior at that time was was top tier, definitely top tier. But punch for punch, Francis probably punches harder than Junior. And you saw what Junior was able to do to him. But we have to address the layoff. How can you not? Not only the layoff, but the reason he was off is obviously injuries. He's 36 years old. He's coming off roughly over a two-year layoff against a very, very big puncher. It's not like we haven't seen Kane outstruck. It's not like we haven't seen him hurt. It's not like we haven't seen him knocked out. It's not like we haven't seen him tire, right? And this is why he was active. We've seen all of that. So what happens after two years off against a monstrous puncher like Nganu? This is a very, very intriguing matchup. I know why the UFC did it. Because like I said, on paper, if Kane is Kane, he's going to be able to take Francis down. And unlike Stipe, he'll finish him. I have no doubt in my mind. If he's taking Francis down like that, he's going to ground and pound his ass out. I don't think he'll sub him, but I think he'll just ground and pound him out. No question in my mind. If he's able to get him down keep him down he may only need one time getting him down depending on how much time left is in the round francis is not very good at getting up you saw that if king gets him in a position where he wants to be on the ground i think he can dominate him and knock him out even if francis is tough as nails i mean if you have four minutes of king on your back pounding you in the face it's going to take a toll somebody somehow some way will stop that fight the danger is, what if Kane isn't Kane? What if we're getting an old, injured, stanky Kane? Nobody can sit here and tell me that that's not a possibility because it is. We don't know. You can watch the training videos. You can talk. You know, can hear him talk about how great he is and how he's injury free and you know this is the comeback and he's making the run for the title and blah 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 blah. Maybe it all comes true, but there's risk here, especially when you're looking at Kane as a favorite going in. You saw how Betters got burned with blades against Francis, another wrestler who they figured, man, he's just going to take him down. On paper, it was a terrible stylistic matchup. I said the same thing going in. On paper, that's a terrible, terrible stylistic matchup. But because Francis has that double shock power, if you don't get his ass down, he's very, very dangerous. And you saw in the blades fight, he let his hands go again. Previous to that, in the uh, Derek Lewis fight, it was just t- terrible, stank fast, because he was coming off the loss to Stipe, and he was scared about being taken down, which is crazy because he was against Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis wasn't going to take him down, in my opinion, but it was a mental thing. He came back off the Lewis loss and just let his hands go, boom, 45 seconds, it's over. So what's he going to do against Kane? Well, he certainly can't just be defensive against Kane. There's no way, because Kane will shoot that takedown, and get his ass down, and then he's in real trouble. I think he gets finished. So he does have to have some offense here. Does it have to be smart? Yeah, I mean, you would like it to be smart, but with his power, as long as he can land, he can definitely hurt Kane. He can definitely knock Kane out. I have no question in my mind that if he lands clean on Kane, that he can for sure put him down, ground him, pound him out, whatever. Probably one punch him, in all honesty. Like I said, I'm not sold 100% on the man, the myth, the legend, the invincible Cain Velasquez. And that was prior to the injuries. 
So when I look at this fight, in all honesty, I think you can make a case either way. I think there are dangers both ways for both guys because there's deficiencies, uh, big deficiencies, if I'm being honest, in both areas for these guys. I know most people like the way Kane fights and they think his striking is top-notch and it's up there with the upper echelon. And that's fine. I don't really have a problem with anybody saying that. But you've seen areas where he struggled on the feet in pure striking matches. So to think that Francis wouldn't be able to compete with him, hurt him, knock him down, even knock him out on the feet, I think is a little bit too biased there. I think Francis can definitely do all those things if he's able to keep Kane off of him. Now, it goes back to the injuries and the stamina. Is Kane going to be the stamina machine that everybody loved to watch, you know, previous to the Verdun fight? Is he going to be the takedown machine? Is he going to be able to grab Francis and throw him down? What if he can't get him down? Or what if he gets him down? What if he gets tired? These are things that are question marks. And you've got to look at those things. If you're confident about Kane, make sure you're not going off the, the previous Kane like two years ago. That's very, very difficult to do. If I was going to just cap Kane on what we've seen, I think you probably need to look at that Verdun fight as like the worst Kane that you're, you are you have seen and, and say, can that Kane beat Francis? Well, early on, he was all right. And remember, Verdun on the ground and Francis on the ground are two different things, right? There was danger with Kane taking Verdun down. There's no danger, none whatsoever with him taking Francis down. So even if he doesn't have that top-notch stamina, even if he isn't 100% old Kane and maybe he's more of a older Kane, the fact of the matter is he may only need one takedown, one round, two takedowns, two rounds. He may not need to just dominate and shoot takedown, 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 right? He may be able to get him down. And when he gets him down, he controls him so much. And the ground upon is just too much. You saw that with Stipe. There was many times where he had him up against a fence where he could have really laid it on him. I'm not talking that pity pat shit. That I was, I'm talking throw the thunder and could have probably got him out of there with a referee stoppage alone. So that's where you see that big advantage for Kane. I think everybody sees that. You just got to ask yourself, can he do it? Can he get Francis in those positions that he needs to get him in before the danger of the striking game of Nganu comes into play? And that is the big question. And if you can answer that, it probably determines what side you're on. In all honesty, if you say, yes, Kane can do this, he's just too high level of a wrestler. Even with the layoff and the injuries, even if his stamina is questionable, he probably only needs one or two rounds. He's good enough on the feet that he's going to be able to avoid a big bomb, drop under, you know, shoot, grab the single leg, double leg, throw him down, dominate him, stop him. If you don't see that, then you're probably going, Francis has a shot here because if Kane has to stand on the feet a little bit more than he would like, a little bit longer, if he gets fatigued, if he's not able to score an immediate takedown and just dominate Francis, what happens when Francis hits him? Not only has Kane been out of the game with injuries, he hasn't been being hit. I don't care what you, you know, with the, with the sparring, with DC and all that. Yeah, it's great. And I'm sure he's doing great work in the gym, but it's different under the lights. 
when a dude like Francis is trying to take your face off. So that's a big difference between helping out a, you know, champ champ and working with the, the younger cats there and going through the motions compared to Francis, who's literally trying to rip your head off your shoulders. So there's dangers in both places. I know people are going to be on either side. I think Francis on paper is probably being overlooked because, again, I will admit, stylistically, it's a glaring bad matchup for Francis. But he showed in the Blades fight that he can overcome that. Now, granted, most people would put Kane on a much higher level than Blades, but he's been out, guys. We can't just automatically assume Kane is Kane. That can be dangerous. Even if he looks good and he gets Francis down in the first round and he pounds him out and everybody proclaims that Kane is back, will we really know? There's injuries issues and there's stamina issues. I can't, you can't discount the stamina issues when you're 36 years old. Sometimes you would say 36 year old fighter is still in their prime. Look at DC, he's still going strong, 40 years old. But Kane's been seriously injured and been out for a while. So that's the danger there when you're looking at this. The fight doesn't go to a decision to me as appealing. You're getting five rounds. Granted, right now it's very high. It's 650. It only opened roughly at 350. That's a lot of cheddar coming in. And to me, it makes perfect sense because if you've capped this and you've looked at it, how we've explained it, since there's danger, warning Will Robinson, warning, there's dangers on both sides here that you can make a case for this fight. Well, Francis on the feet, Kane might go to sleep, you know, Kane on the ground, he's going to pound him. You know, he's going to just dominate him, pound him, pound him, pound him. Because Kane brings good power anyway. So I don't think you would need to have like the four-minute domination, five-minute dominations that you were seeing with Stipe, where he just held him, hit him, held him, hit him, held him, hit him, held him. Because Kane's going to drop bombs. So those punches that Stipe was hitting him with, if Kane is able to do that, somebody's going to step in. I just don't see it. Even if he can take the punches because he's so bad positionally and can't move, basically, that a referee will have no choice but to step in. So in my opinion, when you look at this fight, if you can see where I'm coming from, I really do believe fight doesn't go to a decision is the best bet. Granted, it's high now. I would definitely tell you guys to shop around. The problem with the line here is... These props came out very, very late on this fight. So I was looking, waiting to do the podcast. I always like to do it with props so we can kind of break it down a little bit more. I can kind of give you, you know, I always try to do both sides. And if you like this guy, then maybe you look at this. And if you like that guy, maybe you look at that. And that's kind of difficult when you just have straight bets because you're like, well. So I, I like to wait for the props to come out before I do it. But the props came out so late, and then you see as soon as they came out, the money shifted so fast that you go from a 350 line to a 650 line. That's significant. So if you were even thinking the same way that I am, that there's dangers on both sides, and I could see this guy winning that way and this guy winning that way, but the line at 650 is so steep that it scares you away. It's even higher at some books. It's as high as 7 to 1 at some books. I get it totally, 100%. If the risk is too much, you know, for your bankroll or for your your uh, game plan, how you handle, how you bat and all that, 
100% don't break your rules about betting. I'm just saying with a five-round fight and question marks around both guys, and in my opinion, serious question marks around both guys as far as their strengths and weaknesses, especially with Kane. Granted, I know a lot of people are going to expect him to win, and I know a lot of people on paper are going to say he's going to win, and I can't dispute 100%. I agree with that. All I'm saying is look a little bit deeper. You know, get that magnifying glass out. Put your monocle in. Take a take a closer look at this fight and then see if you can see the same dangers that I see. If you see those, then you won't be as confident in Kane. That's not saying he can't win. That's not saying that, you know, his inside line isn't a good line to bet. I'm just saying it, it, it will start to bring hesitation to what you're looking at to say, well, on paper, yes, it looks this way. But if you look, you know, a little bit closer, if you dig a little bit deeper... It may not go exactly to plan how everybody thinks it will. So if you're going to pick a side, of course, I think you take Kane. I think you take him inside. The same thing with Francis. If you're going to pick a side and you like Francis, I think you take Francis. I think you take him inside. I don't see this fight going to a decision. That's the same thing I was trying to explain to you. If you do see dangers on both sides, if you agree with my assessment of breaking down the fight, then you can definitely look at that won't go. If somehow, some way you guys have aside a favorite fighter that you like in this fight, again, I would certainly look at the inside. I think there are value there for both guys. Uh, the line is fairly close straight, but I really don't see this fight going to a decision. I just don't see how Francis would outbox Kane for five rounds and not hit him and hurt him enough that he's able to finish him. And the same thing for Kane. I don't see him just standing with Francis all fight long and not getting touched up at some point. Who knows, the injury, the stamina issues. And if he is going to task and everything is working out and he's healthy and the stamina's there and he's shooting, you know, double legs like he's in college, he's going to get Francis down and he's going to dominate him. So I think either guy is going to win inside. Personally, I like the under. If it's too steep for you, pick your poison. But either way, I don't see this fight going five rounds. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.